Hi everyone, welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today we are doing our Insurance 101 Part 2. Now, as I said last week, this episode is going to be similar to last week's in the questions that I ask. Um, however, this one is with Suzanne Morrow from Insure My Trip. And if you haven't listened to last week's episode, that one was with Carol Mueller from Berkshire Hathaway Travel Protection. Now, the reason that I wanted to ask some of the same questions to each person is to kind of get a feel for what they do, you know, how these insurance companies differ. Why do they personally think that you need travel insurance? Because you can get to know a lot about a company and their intentions by asking questions like that. So um, I was very pleased with both of the answers. And I actually did receive an email about Berkshire Hathaway. So I'm very glad that that information was useful to some of you. Um, I will also be doing an insurance article uh, this week. So if you're subscribed to our newsletter, you've probably already seen it. If not, I will link it in the description for y'all. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get into the, our cruise news really quickly. As it was last week, I'm going to do a combined ocean and river cruise. So we're just going to run through that quickly so that we can get into our interview as quickly as possible. Now, number one, we have Ponant offering Costa Rica sailings for 2020. And that is going to be on one of their new ships. They do have six expedition ships that are set to be released between um, last year and ending in 2020. And those are all going to be identical, but it is on one of those. I am not going to pronounce the name because my French is atrocious. Um, as you know, Ponant is a French company and all of their uh, ship names are in French. So um, but that will go to Costa Rica and through the Panama Canal, uh, and that is in 2020. I will, of course, as always, link all of these below. And um, we also have Seaborn, who's highlighted a few of their special events for the World Cruise. Um, these include dinners and just other things like that. Um, one in the South Pacific in Fiji, that will be a rhythmic dancing with a buffet dinner. And then another in India, which will be a welcome ceremony um, also with, you know, music and dancing. And then, um, the last being in Barbados and that is a dinner, um, with cocktails. And so, um, those are three of the dinners that you will be having. If you are taking the 2020 Seaborne world cruise, that is aboard Seaborne Sojourn and it departs on January 4th of 2020. Um, and it is 142 days, I believe. So <laughs> quite a bit of time. Next up, we have some River Cruise news. Um, first being Uniworld has announced or excuse me, revealed some of the images, um, renderings of their Mekong Jewel, which is going to be their newest Mekong River ship. Um, as I have said, Clearly, I will link those in the description so you can see some of those photos. And then we also have Crystal River Cruises announcing some new spring 2019 itineraries. They're going to be shorter sailing, so one four night and one six night. Um, and those will be happening this spring. So as I said, it was going to be a quick rundown and that it was. If you do want to read any more of these, of course, I know I've said it a hundred times, but I always like to tell you guys they will be in the description. So any of these articles that you want to read are linked below. Now, without further ado, we're going to get into this podcast, the Inshore My Trip podcast, as I said, with Suzanne Morrow. 
Um, I hope you enjoy it. today with Suzanne Morrow, who is the Director of Product and Services at Insure My Trip. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. We have yet another podcast dedicated to insurance, so that's exciting. And I want to talk, um, of course, about your product, but just in general, you know, what is travel insurance? Why do people need it? So that's a great question. Travel insurance is one of those... Um, probably undervalued products uh, by most people. Most people who travel don't recognize the need for either insurance before you go or at least while you're traveling. Most people assume their medical coverage covers them outside the United States. Uh, So typically that's the during your trip. The other thing to take into consideration is most items of your trip are non-refundable. So if something happens, whether it be a family emergency or some other unpredictable crisis, you'll be out that money. You typically don't have the opportunity to put it towards a change or anything like that. So travel insurance can protect that. So either what you want to protect prior to going or what you want to protect while you're gone. So there's a, there's a few different flavors of travel insurance that you can purchase. And can you talk about those different types of travel insurance? Sure. We have several categories on our website. So the most popular is our comprehensive. So that's your package plan. So that includes everything that's prior to going on your trip. So in other words, if I book a trip today, I want to buy my travel insurance within about two weeks of my initial down payment on that trip. And I want to ensure all of my non-refundable trip costs. That's really important because if something's refundable, don't buy insurance on it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so when you do that, what you're getting is if you have pre-existing medical conditions, for example, a lot of our programs will cover that. So if you're concerned that you have a condition that may not allow you to travel, those sorts of things. So those are what we call time-sensitive benefits. You can also purchase cancel for any reason, which is also a time-sensitive benefit. That gives you the option of just saying, I don't want to go and getting your money back. So that's the stuff that you want to, if you're interested in your advanced, you know, you're not leaving for a while. So you just want to cover whether anything should come up. So the package plan also includes the medical and the evacuation and all the stuff that you're concerned about while you're traveling. So like that is our most popular type of travel insurance is that comprehensive. Okay. And with that cancellation window, if you do decide to fully cancel your trip, how, how much of a time window is there? So you need to do it within 48 hours of your departure date. Okay. Because, you know, one thing that we were hearing from a lot of our readers about um, 
Europe this fall and summer when the water levels were low is, and this is of no fault of the insurance companies, but a lot of the cruise lines weren't letting them know until the day before they sailed that they weren't going to sail. Oh, wow. So people weren't able to give their insurance companies proper notice. And, and But that's different than cancel for any reason, because now you're having to cancel because the cruise line is saying you can't go on your trip. Okay. So th- so that's a different sort of <laughs> that's a different sort of um, claim, okay? Because your your trip isn't going. So through no fault of your own, cancel for any reason covers if you just change your mind or something comes up that makes you. That's not a covered reason for canceling. Okay. So what you just described um, is very different, and there, we you can't put a timeline on it because it's an unknown. It's like. Um, a beach closure or something else that's part of your trip that you plan on doing and for no, through no fault of your own, you're unable to do it. So that would be handled differently. Correct. Okay. Okay. And so, I mean, how much does travel insurance, I, I guess you went over a few uh, different types and maybe there are cost differences, but how much on average does it cost? Sure. So if we're sticking with comprehensive, it's typically about 10% of your total trip cost. So in other words, if you have $5,000 in non-refundable, you could be paying like about 500, some are less. It all comes down to benefits. So there's varying levels of covered benefits. So in other words, you can go anywhere from 25,000 in medical to 500,000. So obviously the richer the benefit package, the more expensive the insurance. So if you but if you're not interested in any of the we call it pre-tail, so the stuff that covers before you go, if you just want to cover your travel medical and your evacuation, that tends to be a lot less expensive than your comprehensive plans but you don't have the same level of benefits. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, but that's like any insurance, right? Of course. Of, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of our readers don't necessarily know about travel insurance, but everyone has to deal with insurance in one way or another. So absolutely, I, you, you kind of get that basic understanding, but it's interesting when you bring up the cancellations and things like that, because I think a lot of people, when they think about travel insurance, think about either, you know, especially medically, because in in cruising, especially you see a lot of passengers who are um, a bit older. And so I think that is, does it seem like medical is one of the main concerns or, or just it varies from person to person? So it varies, but we, we have conducted surveys on that very topic of what are your biggest concerns in terms of like, traveling. um, We've done cruise specific and we've done traveling in general and illness or injury during a trip is the top concern for most cruisers. So it's right up there. Um, We know too that medical issues drive the majority of insurance claims um, on the travel side. So, And I mean, but what else just, you know, kind of things that people wouldn't necessarily think about would travel insurance cover? Um, some examples or instances? 
So some good examples specific to cruises um, are things like port of call changes, a shipboard service disruption, an itinerary change, such as something to a prepaid excursion, uh, missed connections. What if you need to do a non-medical related evacuation? So those are some of the things that cruise-specific plans target because they're unique to someone taking a cruise. Mm-hmm. So those yeah, are definitely some... I wouldn't have even thought about the excursions, honestly. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, well, on, you know, and that's more for ocean cruising, I would think, because a lot of the times with the river cruising, your excursions are included. And I know that even of when course. they have to reroute, you know, you're still doing kind of the same things. But yeah, no, that's something that I would never have thought about is that you're paying that money out of pocket. And if for some reason you can't go to that place, then you've, you've lost that excursion. But I would think that you know, maybe the cruise line would reimburse you, but that's interesting. Yeah. I just, that, wow. I had never thought about that, <laughs> but what, what else? Wow yeah. me with some more facts, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there, there's, there's a lot that goes into, um, a comprehensive plan. So if you get out of like the cruise world, you've got your trip cancellation, your trip interruption, your financial default, so if for some reason the company becomes financially insolvent, um, terrorism in one of your itinerary cities, uh, you know, so there's a lot of different benefits that I don't think people would think about. You know, everybody thinks about like baggage and baggage delay and trip delay and some of the medical stuff. But then you've got those other things like what happens if your trip gets interrupted in the middle? Yeah. You know, typically you're not being given money back. And if you are, it's a fraction of what you paid. Yeah, or a voucher or something. Right, right. Cruise credits, that's my yes, favorite. Yes, yes. I mean, hey, sometimes it works out for people and that's great. But True. It, it's, yes, I agree. There are, there are more layers there. So, I mean, you really touched on, you know, why cruisers need travel um, insurance, but, and, and while, why travelers in general, but... Can you talk more about like cruise specific insurance products as well? Sure. So I think I mentioned the biggies on cruise specific. So, um, you know, the port of call changes and disruptions um, and those sorts of things. So those are the big ones. The only other one that I didn't mention that also um, is of interest to some cruisers is returning home early. So uh, we don't really think about that. Like if you for some reason, have to leave and go home. Um, so there is coverage for that as well. So I, I think those are the ones that I mentioned. Those are really the the big ones that are of interest to cruisers specifically. And does that fa- those fall under the comprehensive insurance as well? Yep. So when you buy a comprehensive cruise plan, it's interesting, right? Because we have plans on our site that are that have cruise in the name. Mm-hmm. And those have your cruise benefits. We also have other plans that while they're not specifically called a cruise plan, mm-hmm. they do have benefits that are good for cruisers. So okay. like they're liberal on their hurricane coverage. And, you know, so so you wouldn't want to just look at cruise products necessarily. You may want to start there. But, you know, um, this is why we have a group of licensed agents that are there to help people kind of work through what's most important to them. What's their biggest concern? What are they really looking to achieve with tra- with buying travel insurance? 
Okay, and then that kind of leads into my next question, which would be, you said that you have some specialists, but how do how do people get it? Do they go to your website? Do they call you? They can do either one. So our website is really straightforward and user-friendly, easy to run a quote on. When you run the quote, um, we now have our smart technology, which, take, which takes into consideration all of the information that you give us. So not only where you're going and you tell us you're taking a cruise, but also where you're traveling from, what time of year it is, et cetera, et cetera, to serve up our recommended plans. So if you're cruising during hurricane season and you're traveling out of some place that we know also is potentially, you know, has delays or whatever, that all factors into what we serve up as the plans that would offer the best benefits. And we do more than one plan. So it's not just like you're served up, here's the best plan. So people like options. And so our engine also allows people to do their own comparisons. It allows them to see all of the other available plans. We don't restrict you just to the recommendations. So it's there's a lot, which is why we have um, proactive chat. We have the ability to call our call center and talk through some of your options. So we want to make sure you get the best plan. Okay. And then, and then adding on to that as well, is like, when, it, when is the best time to purchase insurance? Um, probably after you've booked your trip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's interesting, right? Because with cruises, you've got your initial deposit and you may not make and you may not pay anything more towards it for a while. So again, it goes back to if you need some of the time sensitive benefits, at a minimum, you would want to ensure your deposit within the first 14 days of making that first payment. So for the time-sensitive benefits, that's when the clock starts ticking. I make the payment today. I need to at least ensure at a minimum that. And then as you add additional non-refundable payments, you, so the best thing to do, ensure everything you know is going to be a non-refundable trip cost as soon as you pay it the first dollar. And that way you know you've covered what you're going to be spending and not get back. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, do you have any, what about like families and things like that? Um, do you have the family plans or? So it's interesting. The concept of like children are free on insurance is um, not a thing. Children are a lot less expensive. Plans are age rated. So our, our site actually gives you the ability to quote up to um, 10 people on one trip so you just put in all the different ages. The one caveat is in order to be on the same insurance policy, a lot of times you have to live in the same household and you absolutely have to be in the same state because certs, certificates of coverage are state specific. Okay. So if you were going on a, a huge family reunion, you might have to book that separately as people are, if people are right. dispersed. And you also want to take into consideration who's who's responsible for what dollars, right? So if grandma is paying to take everyone on a cruise and grandma puts out the most expense, then she's probably the one that should be purchasing the insurance. And you want to make sure, though, that if you're going to have a claim, anyone who's 
potentially going to file a claim for something because they're out money needs to at least be a named person either on the policy or needs to have their own policy for the coverage. So those sorts of things we, we highly recommend if somebody's going on a more complicated trip that they call us. And we do groups all the time. So we do groups larger than 10. We do groups from different states and whatnot. So it's if you have a complicated trip, if you have an expensive trip, all of those are really, really good reasons to like get the experts to help walk you through your options. Yeah. And I mean, we did talk about, you know, what concerns people have, what some scenarios would be. Um, but is there something that you hear a lot that people are worried about that? I, I mean, we talked, we said medical was one of the big ones, but you know, maybe something weird that people are concerned about that I, that you or I, I mean, you probably would think about as an insurance person, but maybe that I wouldn't think about because the excursions was one example of that. But Sure. I, I think people are, con- it's funny, last week people seemed to be very concerned about accidental death and dismemberment, particularly on the dismemberment side. This is what I've heard from customer care last week, which was very interesting to me. I would never think to call up and ask what would happen if one of my children lost a limb and would that be covered? Yeah. So that's probably the strangest thing I've heard come out of the call center. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the TSA shutdown, uh, uh-huh. with the government shutdown and TSA didn't shut down. I apologize. I misspoke. But with, oh, well, the, with everything the government was, <laughs> shut down, yeah. <laughs> everything that was going on, we were getting a lot of calls about that and about where that fell with insurance. And um, if it was a covered reason for, um, so, I mean, it's really not a covered reason to cancel your plans because you think you might have a problem. (laughs) Yeah, it would be a voluntary cancellation at that point, right? Yeah, so that was the big one recently. I mean, we always see the terrorism. um, What can I do if before I go, there's terrorism? That's a big one a lot of times. Um, people are concerned about evacuation, depending upon where they go, how they would get back home should something happen. So, and I'm, so, yeah, I'm assuming that, I mean, all that you just said was covered, of course, because as you talked about that voluntary cancellation, but do you see some things that are just more case specific and working just with people on a more personal level? Like, let's say, God forbid, there was a terrorist attack and something happened and it was a day before someone was supposed to go, then that wouldn't be a voluntary cancellation. Of course, that would be a valid reason, correct? So I'm going to go with the wonderful insurance speak of it really depends upon the policy that the person purchased. And you can't buy insurance once something is a known event. So whether it's an terror, act of terrorism or a hurricane, it's kind of like you wouldn't buy car insurance when you hit a tree. Okay. Yeah, no one's exactly. going to cover you. <laughs> exactly. Same thing here. So a lot of times what happens is once a hurricane is named, for example, or a tropical storm is named, you cannot buy insurance in the hope of like, being covered. But if you so you have to it. have bought, yep, yep, yep. And you have that sort of coverage. Um, so a lot of times insurance companies will cover things like your resort is no longer there or it's uninhabitable. So you don't have electricity or something else. Some insurance will even cover if something happens to your home 
because obviously if your home has had a catastrophic event, you're probably not going to go on your trip. So the, there's variations to the theme depending upon what you purchase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's complicated. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to, you know, I did another interview with an insurance company, another insurance company as well with Berkshire Hathaway. And we kind of just also did this almost exact same questions because I wanted to see, you know, what was different and why each of each company thought people should have insurance and what they covered. And so I think that that's important. And that's probably what a lot of people look at when they're making the decision. But with travel insurance, I think probably a lot of people just sit down and, and say, okay, travel insurance, this is the first thing that came up on Google. And that's the one that I'm going to go with. And don't necessarily research it as much. Because I don't think people take it as seriously. And and maybe I'm being ignorant because I don't know a lot about travel insurance and I've come into these podcasts saying that, but um, it's not as serious as some other insurance in people's eyes. But then you go on a trip and something bad happens and maybe you wish that you had researched a little bit more. Well, I think, I think if you've never had anything bad happen on a trip, it's like, why would I need it? Um, there's a lot of confusion over, well, I was offered this, you know, $10 policy by my airline, so I'm covered. And really, it's very limited coverage. And people don't really understand the difference between that limited ticket protection that they purchase versus a fully comprehensive plan. Um, you know, you hear horror stories about someone that got sick um, away from home and needed to pay for an evacuation. And, you know, we're talking forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 at the end of the day that they're now responsible for. So it's, it's interesting because I, prior to working in travel insurance, I never thought about it, never gave it a second thought. Um, now I won't travel without it. <laughs> And I, and yeah, I mean, I think as you go on trips to, you see that a lot more is that I was on a Holland America line cruise a few weeks ago and at 10 PM they called for medics to a room. And so when you do that and you see those things happen and on my way home, I was with a girl who was on a, um, on another ship that I probably shouldn't name where someone <laughs> fell off of their, they were trying to climb, they got locked out of their stateroom. So they were trying to climb up on a balcony to get someone else's attention and oh, fell no. off the ship and died. And so, I mean, and it's of, of course it's in that particular instance, it's of no fault of the cruise line because people are climbing up on a railing and you hear about things like that happen all the time. But the more that you travel and the more that you hear those stories and possibly experience them secondhand or firsthand, I guess, if you're watching it happen is I, I think that it, it kind of um, invokes a need in, in my mind, at least I'm a bit of a worrier, but I, it's just like that age old saying it's better safe than sorry. Well, there's also the repatriation of remains that people wouldn't consider. So unless you want to stay forever and ever, amen, in wherever you passed away, um, there's an expense to that. Uh, so, so you know, no, but here's the thing. You don't want to scare people and say like, oh, you should buy travel insurance because of all these scary reasons. Of course, of course. <laughs> But it's the real, like the the person that um, I did read about the person that fell off the balcony on the cruise ship, and you know, so it was like, where were they? And you know, it's 
it's sad to say, but it's not like the body gets a free ride back. You know, it's kind of that crazy stuff that you don't like to think about that should be a consideration. And I mean, you know? it did take a dark turn a little bit. And that was, <laughs> I will, I will take full responsibility for that to all the listeners. But it, I mean, it is just those things. And then you think about too, you were talking about getting evacuated and having to pay uh, tens of thousands of dollars. And especially, I mean, of course, if you're on a land tour, if you're in the middle of somewhere bizarre with no airport and somewhere that you didn't, you know, that you didn't think that you would need attention. But if you're on a ship, I mean, for a helicopter to have to come and land on the ship and pick you up and take you to a hospital and all of that, it is, and, you know, I'm talking specifically to cruising because that's who our audience is, but on ocean cruises and, I mean, because river cruises, you're always close to land. So, I mean, there are different concerns, but on an ocean cruise, if something happened, you would want to have a way off the ship. So... Right. And an interesting statistic that I heard from one of our companies that does evacuations that the most expensive place to evacuate is from Alaska. One of the most, I should say. So I found that very interesting because we all think, you know, Alaska is part of the United States. It's no big deal. But if you think about some of the more remote areas and people do cruise around Alaska, so it is, again, just another Another consideration. So being out of pocket for that sort of thing would be just horrible. And I mean, it can be financially destructive, basically. So yeah, but I mean, we're talking about these big things. But as you said, people think about luggage. And it is those Mm -hmm. small things too, that are probably I mean, at least in my case are definitely going to happen. Because I'm going to get my (laughs) luggage lost on every single trip that I go on ever. And usually I have you know, my dad gets some sort of insurance where I can go buy clothes. And I mean, if I don't want to have to pay for that. And I don't want to have to, you know, just if something small happens, it's about mm-hmm. convenience as well. So Absolutely. I think a lot of the time when talking about insurance, just in general, everyone always looks at what's catastrophic, right? And Yep. It's important to just look at the small things, too, and just say, well, this could happen and this could happen, too. So. Well, it's always it's always worth your while to at least get educated, figure out how expensive it actually is, um, and make a decision based upon a bunch of different factors and not just any one. Absolutely. Um, so. Is there anything else that you want to add? I feel like we no, did a I, good overview, but <laughs> I I appreciate your time and um, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Oh and, yeah, uh, thank you to, so much. Happy to chat about the exciting topic of travel insurance. Yes, of course, it's so exciting. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope you all have a great week, as always, and we'll see you next week. Next week, we are talking about travel agents. Why do you need travel agents? How much do they cost? You know, all of those questions that you may have 
um, about travel agents because I think that they are sometimes a good tool that a lot of people don't necessarily utilize. So again, have a good week, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Bye.